0: But I am excited about the word that the Lord has given today. And it's great to see all of you here this morning. I don't care what anybody says. I realize that it's the same God that we serve when there's just two or three gathered. But there is something that does my heart good when I look out to see that many of you have taken the time to be here and to join us this morning. I know there's many that are watching online. So today we're going to be continuing the series, It's a Matter of Time. and We've been talking about how that Romans 13.11 makes this overarching statement when it says, Besides this, you know the time that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. Boy, if ever these words are true, I believe that they are true today. And we've been walking through this series, and we've been preaching on this idea, and and my goal this week, I'd even made an announcement Wednesday night about here's what's coming this Sunday and the next Sunday, and and how that that I was going to move into. Last week, we talked about the rapture and His suddenly coming back and taking us to be with Him and all that, and so I was going to get into the the end times and kind of lay out the basics of of what happens after the rapture, and and not get caught up in a lot of the visions of rapture revelation because how many know if you get started down that trail you can go on forever and ever and ever because there's so many things and so many theories that are out there and so much but just to hit the basic timeline of what that's going to look like and so that was my plan and i worked on it for the last two weeks and then i realized okay there's so much here i got to split that into two weeks and then towards the middle of this week god said yes that's coming but not this sunday So we've shifted gears this morning. But I believe that the Lord has given me a word for today. I was thinking about this. What is the most frustrating word you can think of? No, perhaps. We hate it when we suggest something or ask something. We just get a, I mean, not much discussion or anything, just a straight up no. Or maybe one that's even a little more frustrating than that. Never. Never. I've always heard never say never because I've known a lot of people that said never and somehow God had a way of saying, oh yeah. How about maybe? Maybe can be a frustrating word, right? When somebody won't even bother to give you a yes or no, they just give you maybe and leave you hanging in limbo. That can be a frustrating word, right? But I really think that one of the most frustrating words of all can be the word someday. Do you remember when you were a kid and you would ask for something? Can I have this? Can I have this? And and, and, and your parents would look at you, or your grandparents would look at you, and they'd say, Someday? And you're like, someday? When's that? Some days this thing that is out there somewhere that you don't know when and it's just hanging out there and, and you don't know if, if, if they really mean that it will happen someday or that's just their nice way of not dashing and walking all over your hopes and just putting it off out there in the distance. Let's face it, all of us have probably at some point used the word someday to mean, you know, eh, maybe. Yeah, you know, I'll never forget when my kids started asking for a cell phone. That was the answer. Someday, but not today. Then they reached the point about middle school where they were involved in these school activities, band or football or whatever it was, and, and all of a sudden we would have to go drop them off for something and then, and then it would be time to go and pick them up and, and one of us would go to pick them up and we're sitting there waiting because the band director or the coach or whatever never ended on time. And it finally reached the point where we said, you know what? Someday has come. It's time for your cell phone. Just call us when you actually are ready. <laughs> someday. Someday is a compound word that can mean both that can be both full of possibilities and full of frustration all at the same time. But as we look at there's many incredible promises that we have in Scripture that we know will happen someday. But yet at the same time, I also believe that someday can be a very frustrating word to our Lord and our God when He calls us to do something and our response to Him is someday. I don't think when God calls us, He means someday. Now that may be something that He's preparing you for, but I believe that when He calls us, we should begin to walk and step that way. So someday it can be frustrating. So I was thinking about that, and my mind went to Luke chapter four, verse 16 through 21. Jesus had begun his ministry, and he kind of traveled back to the place of his roots. And we read this. So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And he stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to sit at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book, and he gave it back to the attendant, and sat down, and all the eyes, and the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him, And he began to say to them, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Now, by this point, Jesus had already begun to gain a little bit of fame. There was, there was a following that he began to have, and he went back to, kind of, in a sense, his hometown of Nazareth, and he was hanging out there, and then we know the stories, how that, you know, many times you can go away and do great things, and you come back, and those in your hometown, remember what you used to be, or they remember, oh, that's just the little, little Joey, or little Jesus in this case, you know, we know who his mother and father are in these things, and so, there was that, and so he begins to read this. And it was the custom of the day when you would go to the synagogue that either a, a guest rabbi or a guest teacher or somebody many times would be given the scroll to read. And so he was handed the scroll of Isaiah. And he, and he opened it up, and his scripture says he found the place, and the place that he found in Isaiah that he began to read would be what we would call the 61st chapter of Isaiah. And as he began to read and began to call that out and, and begin to read from that, he read those words and as he finished reading those words and he sat down and you know good and well that all eyes are on him thinking, what is he going to say? Now I bet you every single one of him thought that he was going to make remarks just like they had probably heard a thousand times as this prophecy was about the Messiah. And I'm sure they were looking at it and they expected, expecting, okay, here it comes, that someday the blind are going to see. Someday the oppressed are going to be set free. Someday all these things are going to happen. Someday the Messiah is going to come. But can you imagine the shock When in that moment, when he says, when all the eyes look at him, he says, Today, in your hearing, these things have been fulfilled. That would have been a jaw-dropping moment. All of a sudden, someday had become today. Today. That's the thought I want us to hold on to today. Because they, what they were expecting. I mean, think about where they were. Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. I mean, centuries before what he read was, was done, I mean literally centuries before, when the when the children of Israel were in captivity in Babylon, it's when God gave this word to Isaiah. So we're not talking about something that was a few months later before it was fulfilled. We're talking something that they had talked about for centuries and centuries and centuries waiting on this moment, and all of a sudden that someday become the d- today. This was the moment. And and even Jeremiah had commented on this moment when he said, the day is coming when the God will make a new covenant with us, not written on tablets of stone, but in our hearts. And we shall all know the Lord for ourselves. Jesus himself later on would put it this way. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. See, the sad thing is, they were so busy looking for someday, they didn't even realize that someday had arrived and today was staring them in the face. I mean, what a thing that they missed. You know, they were so focused on all of these things. You know, but what about us? What about the promises we look to? Because it is easy for us to look at those people and say, what dummies. The fulfillment of everything they looked for was seating right there in front of them. He had just stood up and just read the, the very prophecy about him coming. And yet at that moment, they were in shock and awe because they thought there's no way it could be Jesus of Nazareth. But are there things that we're so worried about that keep us from realizing the day that we are in? That was the thought that was on me this week because we live in unprecedented times. So I said, at had a breakfast meeting this week and there was about five pastors and we were just sitting there talking about things and circumstances and the thing that I heard over and over again was how the times had shifted how church was done. How that all the things that were planned and all the things that had to be scaled back and put on hold and all this stuff. And we're all guilty of it. Someday when this thing is over, we're going to do this. But could there be something that we're missing while we're waiting on someday? Someday. So here's my main thought for today. Do the times have us so focused on someday that we miss what God has for us today? We need to remind ourselves who holds the future in his hands. Who holds us in his hands. Jesus holds tomorrow and today. Today. He's not waiting on someday. Oh, yeah, there's a someday that's coming. We know that someday the trumpet's going to sound. But it could could it be that so much of what we're seeing going on is the beginning of the birth pains that the Scripture talks about and that soon that trumpet is going to sound? And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be sitting on the sidelines waiting on someday when there's something I can do for him today. Because what do we have? We have all these distracting voices right now telling us, now is not the time to do anything. (laughs) Sit on the sidelines and wait until it's safe. I know I'm getting in trouble. (laughs) But show me a Bible hero that the Lord showed up on the scene and said, okay, I'm calling you to do great things, but I want you to sit over here on the sidelines until it's safe to do so. No, he would call them in the midst of difficult times and say, I am choosing you to rise up and to do something. The cool thing is, the safest place we can be is right in the middle of God's will. It's the safest place we can be. Jesus showed up during a time that that this whole nation, the very people he was talking to, they were under the thumb of the Roman rule. The The religious establishment of his day had compromised so much with those in authority, they were more concerned about protecting their own status than being faithful servants to the living God. Jesus spent his whole entire ministry life Arguing and fighting against those who did everything they could to convince everyone around them that now was not the time and he certainly wasn't the one. And they were all wrong, they were all dead wrong. See, I don't think we can we need to be sitting around waiting on someday. Don't just sit and wait. I mean, think about Jesus' audience. They were just waiting. They were in these conditions and they were waiting. Well, someday... How much... I mean, it's as if they were sitting and they were waiting for God to come along and just magically fix everything for them with no challenge involved in them getting up and doing something. All they were concerned about was their position and their comfort. How many of you have ever... Anybody spend a fair amount of time flying? I don't know all the time, but I have not fairly often, several times. One of the worst things I hate is when you're out there and you're in the plane and it's ready to go and it's taxied out onto the runway and then all of a sudden something happens and they're saying, well, it's going to be a while before we take off, just sit tight. I hate it. It's horrible. You're stuck in a seat. You can't do anything. And what happens in those moments? Everybody starts looking for something to do to occupy their time while they wait. Out come the phones. What can I get to while I'm sitting here? I need to be entertained. I wonder how many believers are just sitting on the runway waiting for takeoff, looking for something just to pass the time until that trumpet sounds, instead of saying, what can I do to advance the kingdom while I wait? same prophet that jesus read in isaiah 55 verse 6 said this seek the lord while he may be found call upon him while he is near in other words we need to make the most of our day we need to seize the day we don't need to wait until this or that we need to quit looking i believe towards someday. You know, another thing I hate as far as waiting, I hate it when I get called for jury duty. I go because I believe it's my civic duty. I don't sit there like some people you see that will lie or make up stuff or do whatever they need to do to try to find a way out the door. But I still hate it. I'm like, well, here's a day that's going to be wasted. What I've started doing, anytime that happens, I just start praying, Lord... I'm going to be stuck in this room today. Oh, I may get called somewhere and there may be this or that that's happening. But Lord, give me somebody that I can talk to. Find something that I can do. If I'm going to be here... Give me a divine appointment so that I can begin to make a difference, and I can begin to, to speak to and begin to talk to them. And, and remember one time, because usually, just to be honest, usually once they see clergy on my deal, I'm one of the first ones that's marked off, because here's a guy with a strong sense of right and wrong, and so we don't want him on the jury. But the last one that I went to at our old address was very interesting. This was a couple of years back, and I ended up on the jury. And we were talking, you know, you're, you're talking, you're during various times and meetings and stuff, and, and, uh, and the time came to vote on the jury foreman, And even though I was trying to deflect it to some other guys, I ended up being the foreman of the jury. But you know what's cool? God honored my prayer through the whole time. I had chances to witness to a couple of the people that were on that jury with me and really talked to them. And one of them, even though they lived quite a ways away, said, you know, I do need to get back in church. I need to get back. And they even showed up on a, Sunday morning just to come see what the church was like even though it was a little too far for them to drive on a regular basis but that was fruit Amen. Great. so what are we doing to make someday today because it seems like we've been in wait mode for months now remember when it was going to be just a couple of weeks we were going to do this but 2020 happened I was looking back through stuff and I remember I was looking back and I saw that we started this year, this year off with this whole series called 2020 vision. I thought it was just too cool not to use that in the title for it. And so we began to lay out, you know, these are some things that we're going to do this year that are going to happen. And we talked about being focused for 2020. We talked about seeing the battlefield and putting on the whole armor of God for 2020 and all these things. And I thought, And then when all this happened, I thought, well, so much for that being a visionary series. But as I was looking back, I rethought that. No. I believe that some of what God had me to share, he knew what was coming and I didn't. This didn't catch him by surprise. Because we all believe that someday revival will come. We all believe that someday the poor will hear the good news and the captives will be set free and that the blind will see. How many still believe that the blind will see? And the oppressed will know freedom. We all believe that someday Jesus will return. But I don't think we should all be sitting on the sidelines waiting for that to happen. No. Buying on to this idea that everything is on hold and now is not the time. So I was thinking about that. What if? What if we're being lulled to sleep in the name of safety? What if now is not the time to wait? What if the fields are ripe now because God is getting them ready now? What if today is the day? We've been saying through this whole series that the hour has come for us to wake from sleep because our salvation is nearer to us now than we believe. What if we took those words to, to heart? What if we said, you know what? Now's not the time to sleep. Now's not the time to hide somewhere. Now is the time to realize that there's an opportunity that we have before us. If there's a whole world of people that are looking around and saying, what in the world is going on? I need answers and I need answers, not someday today. Yeah. Yeah. So I've even asked God, what can I be doing today? Is there some step of faith that I can take today? Is there some way that I can get involved today? Is there there a way that I can contribute to advance a ministry during this time when everything is shutting down? Yes, I'm talking about financially too. Because we know the rapture is coming. We've all been told this our whole lives that Christ is going to return. But I believe that now someday is closer than we think. It was for Jesus' audience. They were waiting on the someday of the Messiah to come in the first place. And when he did, they missed it. Even though they saw it with their own eyes. I don't intend to miss him today. I don't know exactly what it looks like. I don't know what steps exactly we need to take right now, but now is not the time to circle the wagons. Now is not the time to hide. Now is not the time to sit there and say someday. Now is the time to say, Lord, give me creative ideas. Lord, show me some things that I can do. Help me to find a place I can plug in and be a part because there are people that are in desperate situation. They need the truth. We have the truth. We know the truth, and we the worst thing we could do is just sit there and wait on someday. Amen. We are all, I believe this all my heart, every one of us are in this time, in this season, for a reason. And I don't want my life to be wasted just making myself comfortable and safe. I want to be like the faithful servant in the parable of the talents when he returns. Whether I'm a five-talent Two talent or one talent person. All I know is whatever he gave me, when he comes back, I want to be able to say, Lord, this is what you gave me to work with. And because I've worked hard and was faithful and did what I could do in the day and the time that I live, Lord, I'm not only giving you what you gave me, but I'm giving you this as well. Preached a sermon years ago What's better than heaven? What's worse than hell: take in somebody with you when you go. The only way to make heaven better is to take people with you when you go. Because if we sit on the sideline and we wait for someday, and we wait too long, we may find that someday became yesterday. Where did the time go? We were getting ready this morning. And as much fun as it was, <laughs> this week he was like, it really, I mean, we knew it, but... I mean, <laughs> Kim, Kim was handing me Bethel. Here, let me hand you to Papaw. And I'm like, wait, Papaw was my dad. <laughs> Where did the time go? But one of the saddest things you can see, because as I get older, I realize I don't have time to wait on someday. One of the saddest things you see is when someone, when someone someday became yesterday because they missed it when it was today. They're left looking back on what could have been. So I went to the, not so good servant servant in the parable of the talents. and it hit me. I mean it just jumped off the page at me. The very first thing he said was, and I was afraid. I mean I've read this a hundred times. But it hit me in the context of what I was talking about, how that, that it was fear that kept him from doing anything with the talent that his master had given him. Man, that hit me like a ton of bricks. So what did he do in response to that fear? I went and I hid your talent in the ground. Look. There you have what is yours. I just pictured him going and digging him up digging it up and maybe it's wrapped in a cloth or something and he brings it back to his master and pulls it open and it's got dirt and stuff on it here. What was the master's comment? He said you wicked lazy servant you knew that I reap where I have not sown You and gather where I have not scattered seed so you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest to me I look at that as the minimum requirement what he blesses us with there at least needs to be an investment in the kingdom. I believe. I believe in tithing with all my heart. I believe in giving above and beyond the tithe. There are things that we support in addition to the tithe. I am one of those that I will not do. In, will not ask you to do anything that we don't practice ourselves. I know it's not all about giving, but to me there ought to be something. I believe in tithing of my time. I believe that that now, sure, God called me a long time ago and said, no, this is your time. Ministry is it. But even before that, we believe we always, as, as a married couple, we always believed in tithing our time. That not only did we, did we tithe out of what God blesses with financially, but we gave of our time to help advance the kingdom. That we found a place to plug in with what talents he gave us. See, we can't afford to live in fear. We can't afford to wait on someday. He's warned us that there will be an accounting. I mean, that's not disputable. When he comes back, when he returns, there will be a point. We're going to get that in the end times things. There will be a point that the things that we have done, yes, even if we make it through, as the Bible says, as one of those escaping through the flames. I don't, know, you don't, I don't want to just squeak in with my clothes singed. That's the way I picture that verse. I love taking verses and kind of creating a mental image of what it looks like. But there is going to be an accounting. And what I want to hear is, Well done, good and faithful servant. But at the very I mean he warned them, but at the very least, invest in the kingdom. And I'm afraid there are too many that are just waiting on someday. Maybe you're here today and you've heard many times as you've grown up and you've become accustomed to the idea, because we are hear again, one of these days Jesus is coming. He's coming soon. And somewhere along the line, we get lulled into this sleep. And we think, well, I guess soon doesn't mean what I thought it meant. Because it's been a while. but I love what Romans 13:11 says. It says it's nearer now than when you first believed. So I don't know exactly where it is. All I know is it looks to me like a lot more things are lining up. And i not trying to get too political, love hate whatever, you know, I I, I think we get so caught up in politics sometimes. Yes, I've got my leanings. But whether you like it or not, two things have happened in recent history. Jerusalem is now recognized as the capital of Israel. And a peace accord was just hit between the Arabs and Israel funny how that's not getting any airplay to me you know what that says the second I saw that I was like just another step towards the temple being rebuilt in Jerusalem things are lining up that trumpet is nearer now than we first believed I believe, in a sense, Christ is sitting on the throne the way he sat down at the synagogue and he's saying to each one of us, the sacrifice has been made. My spirit has been poured out. What are you waiting for? I said today this scripture is fulfilled. Today, your sins are forgiven. Today, your guilt is removed. Today, your spiritual blindness is healed. Today, you are set free and you get to live as a citizen of the kingdom of a holy God. Today, you are empowered to reap the harvest, not someday, today. And I think it's time we rise up. We begin to realize that as a church, Christ is saying, don't wait for when it's safe. How are you sharing the good news with somebody today? How are you preaching good news to the poor today? How are you giving a cup of cool water to those in need today? How have you found your role in my house today? You see, in Christ... We are empowered by the Spirit. We have the good news. We have been equipped with everything we need. I realize we live in unprecedented times. But you know what I truly believe? I believe that somewhere out here, among you and among some of you online that God has given you a creative idea that could be used for today and perhaps you're sitting there waiting on someday when everything's safe and the time seems perfect. Maybe he gave you that idea for today. Matter of fact, I'm going to take a step further. He gave you that idea for today. So we may have to get a little bit creative. So we may have to do smaller groups in a home. We may have to do more things online. But let's find something to do for the kingdom today. Because we are empowered by the scripture. We need to make, my last point right now is this, we need to make someday today. We need to seize the day. We can't reclaim the past. I can't do anything about what's back behind me. But I can do something about what's in front of me. And today. Maybe you're one of those that that somewhere along the line you felt a call of God and you felt something. God gave you an idea, God gave you a purpose and gave you direction, and you've been sitting there waiting on that someday. And you feel like that. Oh, oh, I'm getting to the point where someday became yesterday, and it's too late. I'm telling you, it's not too late. The great thing about our Lord and King and our God is that He is so capable of taking you from where you are right now and putting you where you need to be. Yes, maybe you missed some of the steps along the way you could have taken, but he's still got a way to get you from point A to point B in a hurry if you'll just begin to be obedient. So ask yourself, if I missed part of the journey that he has for me, truth is Jesus already has it mapped out for you from where you're at to where you need to be. I believe this is the whole sermon that Jesus preached with those few words on that day in the synagogue. In a sense, someday is today. This very moment, people need to hear the word of God. Jesus made the agenda pretty clear to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim the release of captives, to set at liberty those that are oppressed and proclaim the year of our Lord's favor. We need to be the ones that say, have you looked at what's going on? The end is near. People's minds already turned that way. Man, you, you watch, you, you flip on anything. There's all kinds of scenarios you can find in all kinds of show of how it's all going to end. That seems to be a preoccupation right now. What a time to capture on that and say, hey, you know what? I know how it's actually going to end. You want to hear? But I can tell you the way out. What measures did Jesus... I want to conclude with this. We all know that John the Baptist came on the scene to pave the way for Jesus, right? But there was a point after he was arrested... And he was in jail. I mean, know that sometimes when the pressure is really on, you can really begin to doubt a little bit. And so he sent some people, some of his followers, to Jesus to ask if he was really the one. Now here's a guy that stood up and said, Behold the Lamb of God. But under this pressure, he was like, Okay, are you really the one? And I love what he said. Jesus answered them and said to them, Go and tell John the things which you hear and see. The blind see and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Basically, he was going back and saying, When I stood there in the temple and read out of Isaiah, And I handed the scrolls back and I sat down and I said today in your hearing these things have been answered. He's basically saying to John the Baptist all those things in Isaiah's list look at what's happening today. Yes, I am the one. In those very Same things are made available for you and I today. It is so easy, I know. I know for every one of us, probably every one of you that's sitting in here today, every one of you that's watching online, the idea of stepping out and doing something for him, we we probably all feel at some point, I still on a regular basis say, Lord, what did you get me into? You ought to hear our conversation sometimes. But I have come to the conclusion, even though I don't feel like I have what it takes. Even though I know in my flesh without him, I'm not good enough. I've come to understand, one thing I do know, is he called me. One thing I do know is he the he's the one that accomplishes anything I accomplish anyway. So and and you know what? Jesus uses the foolish things to confound the wise. And the way I've resolved this in my spirit is if he accomplishes anything through through me, then he's going to get all the credit because everybody's like. So even if you don't feel like you're enough. You know what? I'd rather follow somebody that doesn't feel like they're enough than somebody that thinks there's God's answer to everything. I want somebody with that humble heart before God that says, Lord, I don't know, but where you lead, I will follow. When you say step, I will step. What I'm saying is the things that He's called you to do, you will probably never feel good enough. You will probably never feel strong enough or empowered enough or incredible enough on your own. But that does not mean. He has not called you to do what he's told you to do. And when you step out and you do it, you will find that he's already been there. And there's things he's put in each and every one of us. And it's time. I believe we need to quit waiting on someday. I believe the time has come for us to begin to stand up and we to look to the Lord and say, Lord, I don't know how. I don't know in what way. I don't feel worthy enough that you would even consider using me for anything. But Lord, let's go. Let's get this done today. Time has come. So I'm going to revisit the opening question. Do the times have us so focused on someday that we miss what God has for us today? I don't want to sit there with the whole idea Somehow, while we were waiting on someday, we didn't realize the opportunities that we have today. That's why. I've been pushing us to pray. That's why I've been pushing us to, to seek his face and to seek revival and do all the things that it's said in Scripture to do because some people, it's time some people begin to press in and say, Lord, what do you want? Because he has a plan for today. That's why when you came in, there's a little piece of plastic sitting on your seat. Because we've all had those moments that we've said, someday, I'm going to get around to it. Well, today, you have your round to it. Put it in your pocket, carry it around with you. And every time you're, 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 you're beginning and, you're, and you start to make that excuse, Lord, I'm going to do this for you someday. Look at this and say, you know what? Maybe that's today. Maybe it's time to take that first step towards that today. And quit putting it off. If I could get some Music. Be wonderful. I want to challenge you. Don't put it off. This has been so heavy on me all week. What are we waiting on? What are we waiting on? I think it's time. And I think we need to be willing to ask Lord, what is my role in this today? We're going to open the altars up. I want to ask you those watching online too matter of fact if you want round to it just let me know I'll get you one how many of you would say this spoke to me and I have been kind of guilty of just waiting on some day be honest let me see your hand waiting for things somehow to get better I'm not saying stupid I mean we God gave us a brain for a reason right so there may be areas that we need to be cautious and be smart but I've said all along Lord when you speak despite whether it's protocol or what's considered this or that during this season or time when you speak I'm going to do it anyway And I think that needs to be our prayer. Lord, help me to become more sensitive to what you're saying. And when you speak, help me to be quick to obey. Because how many of you know that when we step out, into the uncomfortable, when we step out into what many would consider the danger and we do it in obedience to the Lord, that that's when he shows up and that's when the miracles take place. There have been times I've been praying in the altars and felt the Holy Spirit say, say this when you pray. And I'm like, Lord, if you don't back that up, I'm going to look really foolish. But when I've been obedient, he has never failed to back that up. We're supposed to be spirit-filled. Let's start obeying the spirit. Let's start saying today is the day. What are we waiting for? I for one am through waiting. Will you join me? We're gonna all open the altars up. We're just gonna have an an opportunity to seek him yield to him. Begin to ask him. I dare you to ask him, Lord, show me what I could be doing right now today. Lord, show me what you're calling me to do today. Let me be obedient. I'm not going to do a formal dismissal. We're going to have music in the background. But I challenge you, if you have visiting to do and you feel like you've got to go Please do that out in the foyer. We'll keep the doors closed. But let's have a time of seeking his face and saying, Lord, what do you have for me today? Let's not wait till someday. Let's make someday today. Let's do it. Feel free to pray where you're at. Come across the front. Walk the aisles. We're family here. to seek him. Those that are watching online, I challenge you, find a place in your home. Kneel and begin to ask him during this time, what can I do today?